Welcome to the Talks Too Much in Class podcast. I'm Tracy Chen. And I'm Rob Harsh. And welcome to the show. Yes. Our new show, our new rebranded show. Yes. Do we want to talk a little bit about why why we are, this is our second shot at this? Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so I'll interject. we maybe maybe used to have a podcast called The Brave Educator. You may have heard it and, or not. Or not. I think our moms both were avid listeners. But um, anyway. No, my mom can't operate an <laughs> iPhone to save her life. <laughs> so we had this podcast called The Brave Educator that came out of the work that Rob and I had done together um, in library land um, around the idea of being brave in education and taking risks and um, as instructional coaches really, you know, modeling and co-teaching with teachers, kind of giving teachers permission to be brave and take risks and it's okay if they failed, Mm -hmm. right? And um, it kind of partnered with my Brave Before Perfect um, movement in library land that came out of the girls who code the idea, the brainchild was from the girls who code founder wrote a book and does a Ted talk. Um, that's really powerful. If you have time, check that out about that as a society, we historically have taught girls to be perfect and boys to be brave and how we need to rethink that as a society and as an educational system to really encourage and inspire all students to take risks and be brave. And so that kind of is what that, that whole idea came from. So we started the brave before perfect podcast. We thought we were having a great time and, and you know, doing these podcasts. And then I checked the email. We had a email account, um, and I checked it one day just because we didn't check it frequently. And I got this email from this gentleman back east and he said, hey, it looks like we have the same podcast show. And I looked him up. He left his credentials, you know, at the end of the email. And I thought, oops, well, <laughs> he had a website called The Brave Educator. He has a, a podcast himself. And I just thought, wow, we 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 didn't do our we didn't do enough research. Our due diligence and, uh, yeah. But he was very, very nice about the whole thing. Yeah, he just asked us to rebrand it. And he did say in the email, though, that he he said, a, a friend of mine thinks I should take litigious action. Yes. And I thought, oh, no. And he said he didn't want to go that route. And so well, we didn't have I actually called him. I called him <laughs> on the phone and he, because he, he left his number and I said, hey, it's, you know, nice to chat with you. I said, we have no problem changing our name. We're so sorry that that, that happened. Uh, that was our yeah, he, he was actually very teacher professional, research very nice. dropped off the charts right there. And, um, yeah, he was very cool about it. So this is a, an opportunity for us to kind of rise from the ashes, the pho- <laughs> Phoenix. We should have named it the Phoenix podcast. The Phoenix educator. Yeah. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah, rebranded and, and and we took a little time off with COVID. Uh, yeah, obviously, like everyone else, oh, we were geez, we did we, treading water. <laughs> well, it happened. We got I, we got that email. I think in the spring, and it just yeah. it, it it literally did it allow was, us to just take a step back and mm-hmm. and focus on the mess that remote learning and teaching was and. You yeah, know, and I think now too we're back in classrooms and Yeah, and we had some really good conversations about, you know, what that podcast was and what we wanted but cuz we both are avid podcast listeners, obviously. Yeah. And kind of what we were looking for from an education podcast. Um and so it kind of also gave us kind of some time to like rethink about, you know, what we are going to have on this show. Yeah, and Tracy and I love to chat. We love to talk. And we 
actually love to talk about education. I, when I was a, we're kind of dorks is what he's saying. He's instructional nerd. technology coach. Uh, I was at Tracy's school and we just hit it off and we always talked about how to better support teachers and, and they in turn can support kids and yeah. And we don't always see eye to eye. So you'll find hopefully throughout the progression of the show that we're, I mean, we always remain friends, but I, sometimes. Yeah, I think we, we do see eye to eye on quite a bit. Well, most, yes. I think more times you bring me to an insight that I'm going, oh, that's okay. Because ha- I'll have Cause a Because I'm bossy? Is that what you're saying? No, I just have a different, <laughs> a different idea or a different view, but then you kind of make me rethink and reframe that topic and I'm going, oh, okay. Well, and I think so too, I appreciate that. since you are a trained administrator, you, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you are, I mean, you've, you've gone to school to be an administrator. Waiting in the wings. Yes. And, but you've also worked as an administrator. You sometimes provide that I lens. I haven't. How, how, no. Well, yeah, you've subbed. Oh, cool. Yeah. You, you've, you have, Sub you've done internships, you've done light. stuff. Right. But you still have that perspective, which I don't have. So yeah. oh, you okay. oftentimes yeah. provide perspective that I don't have. Oh. So I appreciate that. Well, like that, okay. it, it helps a little bit. But today we're going to be talking about teaching in a pandemic because if you have been on social media at all or reading the news or watching the news, um, you probably have heard or seen that teachers are leaving this profession now more than ever. Or, or um, contemplating. Or contemplating. Now more it. than ever. In fact, there's even um, other podcasts and websites and businesses that are actually starting about how to help teachers find other careers that they're suited for. Really? And yes. Oh. Um, and I say that like just shock, not, Ooh, I'm interested, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like really. And I, I know of at least two or three teachers in my building who are actively looking for other career opportunities, not necessarily yeah. other jobs, but just kind of thinking like, Hey, what's out there? What can I do? So um, we know this, right? We know that education is kind of a hot mess right now. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's always been hard to being a teacher, but it's harder now than ever. Yeah. Right. And so, but what's different? So the first thing we got to talk about kind of is what do you think is different? Like what, what's different now than it was in the fall of 2020 or if it, even in the fall of 2019 or 2018, like how, what's different? Oh goodness. So, okay. So I, you know, when kids come into the maker space, did I already say this? Okay. Uh, when kids come into the maker space, you know, uh, I talk with the teachers because this is a co-teaching model. So they stay here with their kids, with the okay. class. And right. so in asking them, you know, what have you noticed? Uh, a lot of them, and I'm sure you will probably say the same of your kids, is that they are way behind in social emotional learning and then also just academically. And, um, it's been a struggle for him for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think, um, and I, that, oh, sorry, that, that idea that, that we need to catch them up and there's that, you know, I've heard that phrase like, Oh, we need to catch them up. Yes, Cause and, learning loss. And I'm just going, no, no, we don't need to just meet them where they're at and start. Yeah. And work with what you have. So, um, I am going to agree with you on that social emotional learning, because I know for me, I actually, um, probably was completely unprofessional the other day with a group of ninth graders in my library just because their behavior was so immature, right? Off the charts. So, well, it wasn't even off the charts. I obviously I taught ninth grade before. It's just um it's a different kind of behavior because it's immaturity. So mm. our, you know, ninth and tenth graders behavior is more of like a sixth, seventh grade. And as an as a high school educator, I'm not used to that. Okay, but 
let me ask you this. It's not naughty. They're do not like bad th- kids. But do you think that the pandemic has something to do with that? Or is that something that you would be witnessing in a quote unquote normal no, I think it's directly related to the pandemic okay. because they haven't had the peer-to-peer interaction yeah. to have that maturity. Because as we know, right, like when kids come to high school, well, the, like the first month they're kind of goofy and mature, but they quickly realize like, oh, I can't act like that because these sophomores, juniors, seniors don't act like that. So it's kind of like that peer-to-peer, right? They they realize they have to kind of grow up a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Where they've they've not had... And they haven't had the progression in sixth grade to seventh grade to eighth grade. So like, you know, when you're the eighth grader, you're kind of like the the big person on campus and I'm going to show these sixth graders who's boss. They've never, they didn't have that. And so I think they're just socially immature and that translates to, you know, inappropriate behavior. And yeah. so for me, like when I kind of lost my, lost it the other day, it was, you know, like I needed to stop and be like, wait a minute, time out. Like. these they're not doing this to bug me they're not doing this to annoy me they're not doing this they're not making these choices to be they're just trying to cope maybe they're just trying to right but i think back to when you and i worked together and you used to talk about the whole idea of empowering kids especially when it comes to behavior so i want you to talk about what you ask kids when they come to you or they're in class and they're struggling because i think that that's powerful and honestly like if i would have had on my rob harsh um beret that you used to wear in my space oh the beret that was yeah a, that was a hat that i fashioned into a beret yeah it was a fashion it? statement if yeah. it was anything i might have to post some pictures on the facebook page yeah. but anyway that was pretty sweet uh yeah but but you used to talk about how you would ask you put the responsibility onto the student so i want you to talk yeah. about that because i think teachers nowadays could really use that okay and i know if i would have thought about it the other day I, yeah i would have i should have just called you. i think what what that came about from when I transitioned from teaching at middle school to become that instructional technology facilitator or coach ITF right. was our moniker and learning, understanding how the iPad could really engage them in ways that we'd never done before, you know? Right. But remember like you used to say and, like, yeah, like empowering the kids and saying to them like, what can I do to help you? Yeah. What can I, what can I do to help you be successful? Or what can you do on your own? Let's, you know, do some critical thinking and maybe they, but maybe they don't have that skill set yet, you know, to really yeah, think but, that way. And so that's, that falls upon us to help them. Yeah. Know, but just that whole idea of stopping skillful the student questioning. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. And stopping. And so yesterday, instead of getting annoyed and mad and frustrated with those students, if I would have instead said, Hey, did you do a break and breathe? You could have done a big, you know. <laughs> Look at you. We'll go and grinder here. We need a little yoga too while we're at it. <laughs> yeah. No, I should have done my Rob Parso. your chi and then go talk. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said, instead of losing my cool, I should have said, stop. Your behavior's not appropriate. Drop. Ap- Open up shop. <laughs> your behavior's not appropriate. What can I do to help you be successful with your behavior choices uh-huh. in here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's important. Um, it, it also, and, and I could be completely off, off the grid here with this, this, uh, response, but it, I think it also could take their mind off of what's going on at home or what's going on in their personal life and put the focus on the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, 
if you really have to sit there and think about what what is it that I need? What what do I need? I need your help showing me how to do this app. I don't know much about this app. You know what I mean? And then from there, they can start to work on the assignment and maybe be engaged. Yep. I well, don't know. It, no, Again, it's, that's just my... No, it's the, it's the whole idea of that bigger picture, right? Like as an adult, right? Yeah. How It's a project management. Like how do I... How do I successfully navigate this project? What do I need to be successful? And I have to be mature enough to ask myself that. Yeah. Where our kids aren't mature enough. So instead they need us to ask them. No. I almost. And say like, what do you need to be successful in this class today? Yeah. Or on this assignment? It's it's like we are concierge for these kids. Does that make sense? Like, what can I get you? What can I do for you? What, what, what do you need? You know, do you just need a, an ear? Do you, do you need to talk? I'm here to listen. Okay, now here's know? okay. Now here's my here's my question with that. Okay. I I see what you're saying and I agree with it. However, I don't think our teachers have capacity for that right now, because right now the oh, pressure. Uh, on, yeah, and I I see that because the pressure right now on teachers is yeah. get the kids caught up. Don't forget you have to do this new SEL curriculum. Yeah. Don't forget you also need yeah, to we include. Have that too, yeah. You have to. Well, not just, I mean, here, but like, yeah. you know, like globally, you have to make sure you're, do, you're implementing this new initiative and this strategy and this strategy. Meanwhile, uh-huh. you've got to be doing all the old stuff too. You got to make sure you're differentiating. You've got to make sure you're reteaching. You've got to make sure you're enriching. Like I, I love putting the responsibility onto the student. And I, I, I think that that should be happening, but what can we do to increase teacher capacity for that? Oh, it's a million dollar question. If you can answer this well, question correctly, yeah, I get it. You could probably be gift a card? bazillionaire because How every district can I get a gift, gift card to Red Lobster. Will you do that for me? <laughs> no, but I can make you the cheddar bay biscuits, <laughs> which is what you're I, really I, going to Red Lobster I think, for. And I, I've I've uh, been stewing with this for a while. Is you know talking with administrators about that we need time. If you want us to, you know implement this curriculum, this SEL new stuff, or, or even really like, how do we drill down into these essential standards that that's what we're required to, to teach so they can move on to the next grade level. Then we need to hit them all. Then we need that time. And maybe that staff meeting that, and, and, and I'm not joking that could have been in an email. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The principal says, Hey, we're, I'm not going to have a staff meeting this week. I want to give you guys extra time to PLC um, or catch up on grades, call parents, connect with parents. Yeah. So that is one thing. So when we obviously first went into the pandemic and we went to remote learning and then we transitioned to hybrid learning, that was one thing that teachers had, right? They had additional time. Yeah. So in our area, in our district, we had built in time each day to connect with families where we weren't teaching a class. Mm-hmm. And then as we came back to school, that time went away. So our time to connect with parents and students and provide assistance and help, that extra time went away. Yeah. But And on top of them losing that time, they had additional things added to their plate because our kids are behind socially, emotionally, and also academically. Yeah. So we're telling teachers, you know, to take care of themselves. But at the same time, we're saying... You have less time than you did before and more thing, more, more things to do. Yeah. So how do we, and I, like you said, we, we, more time, obviously. And I think, um, I know that my principal, my administration and the administration in our district is working 
really hard trying to find that time and trying to find ways to help staff. But I think it's a bigger issue. I think it's a systemic issue. I think that education as a whole, we tend to go back to the way it was, right? Because it's what we know. It's what our taxpayers, it's our parents, it's what they know, right? We all went to school. Um, But it's interesting. And I think part of the solution would be creative budgeting. Well, so back on that, yeah, talking about, you know, the, the segue from full halt, full stop to remote learning and then from remote learning to this hybrid, right? I had a conversation with a colleague and he had said, you know, we're not going to learn a thing. I he, go, he said he would be really disappointed if we really didn't make a change and learn from what's what has happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was no disruption. There was no, there was no let's really rethink how we are helping and supporting these kids. Do we need to come back five days a week? You had mentioned to me prior about what the, the four day. The, yeah. So talk about that in our area, um, the Portland public schools teacher union. Oh, yes, Portland. Okay. Yeah. They have requested that they move to a four day a week in person model and a one day at and home model. Start the following school year, right? I, I have no or idea. Would they I just implement it like, ASAP? I, you yeah, don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just know that that's the, the request that they put forth. And okay. so I actually um, was covering a class the other day um, because as everywhere, we have a, sh- a shortage of substitutes. And I actually don't mind covering. I know that some people, um, it's a challenge to cover, which I get. As yeah. a classroom teacher, when I was teaching five periods of English, asking me to cover during my prep was always like, oh, I can't do it. But as a librarian, where I have more flexible time in my schedule and I can adjust as needed, um, I like covering because it helps me get a pulse on what's happening in my school when I'm out in classrooms. Sure. Um, and it gives me the opportunity to hang out with teenagers, and I love teenager, teenagers. But um, I was covering this class of juniors the other day, and I said to them, I said, hey, just out of curiosity, we were, we're talking about this idea that Portland yeah. Public, and it's very similar to our model. Last year, we had a model where students went Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Wednesdays was a day where teachers were working, but there weren't any scheduled classes and it was time for one-on-one support, small group support, retaking assessments, communicating with families, PLC time, things like that. Teachers could either come in or stay home. Right. And teach. Well, that's how it was last year. Yes. But Portland public is saying like, no, like, yeah. And they would be, and they actually, I think if I remember correctly, it would be, you know, like three hours in the morning would be for assisting students, communicating with parents, Okay. And then afternoon time would be working with their professional learning groups and coming together with, you know, common assessments and common themes and, and collaborating with other teachers. So, um, I asked this, this class of high school juniors, I said, you know, if, what would you think if we went to that model? Like it was last year and they shocked me because they were like, nope, we don't want to do it. Hmm. And I thought, wait, time out. You don't want a day at home. Like you guys are high school juniors. Like half the time you guys don't come back after lunch. Are you kidding me? Like you wouldn't, you know, but they're starved for that peer to peer interaction. Even, even the non-social kids, they're starved for that, like feeling of normalcy. And so, well, and being in a tribe, so to speak, you know, being a part of being a part of something. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so anyways, so I said, okay, here, you know, let, let me rephrase this or reframe it. What if you could come into school on Wednesday? Like, what if we had an open campus on Wednesday? And if you needed a meal, you needed breakfast or lunch, you needed good Wi-Fi, or you just needed to meet with a group of students that you're working with, you needed to meet with your teacher, uh, or you needed, you know, you have the mindset of, I can't work at home, I can't, I'm too distracted, I need mm-hmm. to go someplace, right? Yeah. 
that you could come in. Okay. Then they were on board. Then they were like, nope, yep, that's great. But they also did not want to do the block schedule because previously we were on a block schedule where classes were 85 minutes. Oh, in the hybrid model? Yeah. They did not want to do that. Okay. They wanted six periods a day, but they did really, they did like the one day a week because they they said like, oh, that would give us time to get caught up and that would give us time to work on group projects and all that would give us time to come in and retake tests. So they, they did like that idea. Um, and I know obviously teachers like that idea, but it, it caught, it, it takes an, a huge amount of disruption Yeah. and it takes a huge amount of community support. And I think that that's where the big disconnect is because community support comes from parents and parents didn't go to school like that. Mm-mm. And so parents have a hard time. And I'm a parent, so I, I can understand that, yeah. have a hard time seeing that solution because why I went to school and was fine. So we'll talk more about that, like another episode, but just, just that whole idea that creating time is going to take creating time for teachers so that they can avoid burnout. So we can retain a quality teaching staff Sure, is going to take time. And I don't, I don't know if districts have the capability to do it. Not that they don't want to, I, I don't know if they can. Or looking into it. Yeah. You know, that's a, like, is, because, you know, it, that whole idea of, you know, whenever we do something, we always ask, is this what's in the best interest of kids? Yep. And then putting it out there to the community and doing some, you know, workshops and some surveys and, you know, asking, asking the kids who it's going to affect and, right. the, and the, and the parents like, Hey, what? What do you think? So what do you think kids need right now more than anything? The kids that are back in school oh right gosh. now, what do they need? Uh, a, an ear. I just think that they need to hear or they need to be told, Hey, I'm here to listen. Yeah. You know, um, they and, need a positive adult. Yeah. And talking with a couple of kids, you can just see there, some of them are just really hurting. You know, they don't like wearing the masks and it's not that they, they, you know, understand what it's for and why they need to wear it. But, you know, that can be, that can be taxing mentally on some kids, you Mm -hmm. know, and just hearing that and acknowledging that, I think. And then also, you know, letting them know that where they are academically, you are going to work with them and, and, and provide them support and that it's absolutely okay to not know everything. And you, you, need to ask questions if you don't understand and yeah and I think teachers need to hear that too because yeah. I know that a lot of the teachers I work with get that and they're like hey I get it kids are struggling they don't have the skills that they usually have at this at this level yeah and we have to adjust but I know some teachers are just like annoyed like well why don't you know how to do this well wow really because they learned over zoom like what yeah. do you expect what do, yeah you know I mean Learning, doing makerspace over Zoom was oh. incredibly challenging. <laughs> I can't even imagine. But you know what? I came up with some really cool ideas. And I think it made me a, I don't know. I don't know. A better teacher? I, I don't want to say better teacher, but it just made me realize how I can adapt a, a, a lesson and make it my own. Uh-huh. I mean, some of the things I, I just created out of thin air. Some things I found on, on, um, STEM sites and just adapted it to fit the needs of uh, the kids that I serve, you know, but yeah, if you don't have the materials at home, cause that's what it was. It was it's about materials, right? It was about materials, you know, and um, 
it, it was just hard. It was hard. But I have a really cool bank of these videos, instructional videos I made, and I made them all using Apple Clips. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah every single one. Oh, see, I have a ton that I made using WeVideo, so both great tech tools. I love WeVideo. There's a little plug for both of those. That is a very engaging tool, WeVideo. Yeah. And it's very user-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun tool to introduce to students. And now you can actually do your own podcast in WeVideo. Oh, that's It has a right. podcast yeah, feature. I saw that feature. But yeah, I think letting the kids um, know that, you know, you have a, a choice in how, what you are showing me. So let me ask you this as an learning. elementary teacher. Yeah, yeah. As an elementary teacher, I, I'm thinking back to like, you know, the elementary report card. Okay. How do kids feel if they're only getting ones and twos? On the report because the report card has not been adjusted. It is what it is. So, like, if I'm a fourth grader and yeah. I I'm struggling because I didn't do very well in third grade. I missed a lot of. I didn't get it over Zoom or I struggled over Zoom and I, I didn't manage to get those skills. And and I've always been a a, a student who you know met standard before. And now all of a sudden I'm a student who can't meet standard. Yeah. Like, do teachers have permission to adjust that on the report card or are they stuck within those like parameters? Oh gosh, I would hope. Wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like, ask, like, I really don't know if they have permission to adjust that or if they're not, or if they're stuck with that. And then it, it brings a, up a bigger question. Like if we are adjusting standards, at what point, if ever, do we catch up? And does it matter if we catch up? Like how, when we look at these, okay, let's say for example, there's 12 standards yeah. that we want, you know, a third grader to learn in math. And we, we only have time to cover eight of those. Are those four just not important or do we try and make them up later? And if they aren't important, then why do we even have them on there? Well, I always was of the mindset that you need to teach them, even if it just gets it marinating in their minds, they don't have to master it. Mastery. Yeah. Just the exposing them to that standard and that idea, right? Because then they will carry that on with them to the next grade level and, and it's not new. And it's not new. Well, hopefully, yeah, it's not new. And they'll build upon that, you know. If you don't teach, for so, example, like measurement in second grade, and then they go to third grade not knowing what a ruler is called and how to use it, you know. Right. So exposure. So because there's there's two schools of thought, right? There's a school of thought that's like exposure, like you, like you just said, like, here are the 12 standards. We're going to be able to get to eight, but I'm going to at least introduce these other four. Or there's the idea of I'm going to take these six and we're going to do a deep dive and everyone's going to master these like completely. Well, like that whole I, less is more type thought mindset. Yeah. I I, I would say in, in connecting it back to this and where they are with their SEL learning and, their, and then their the academics, I, I would still – want to hit all those essential standards so that they go on to the next grade level, even if they haven't achieved mastery, I, right. I, you know? I'm just wondering, like, in terms of social-emotional learning, like, how kids are feeling about that. Like, if I'm a student oh, who's always been able question. to master, yeah. you know, like, mm -hmm. if I was always brought home a pretty decent report card and all of a sudden my report card is not, and it, uh, as a teacher, I can tell the kid all day long, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But if yeah. this kid's going home and the parent isn't educated in what that looks like, just, just throwing some stuff out there. No, that's good. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I don't think anybody has. So that's why I'm saying like, we have to give kids permission. I know that everyone says like that, you know, the whole, like give people grace and all that stuff. But Space and grace. Yes. But I Do feel, you, I, I, I think that's very fitting in this time, but I feel like it needs to be 
a step more. I think we need to move from grace to permission. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. You know, I think that kids need permission yeah. to say, I don't know how to do this. Don't be mad at me or give me, let me, help me understand this. And I think teachers need permission to say, it's okay that you don't know that. We're going to adjust and move on. Yeah. So I don't know. What if they say, I don't have the, the headspace for this right now? I mean, at the high school level. Which right? I think that like the, the students or the teachers? The teach uh, students. I think at the end of the day, we want students to leave our school competent, yeah. compassionate, caring citizens. Mm-hmm. We want them to be able to have skills to go out and find a career that they're successful in. Yeah. Whether that's um, working as a cashier, whether that's being a doctor, whether mm-hmm. that's being a mechanic, we want them to find a job and a career that they find joy in and success in. And I think that it's our job to help them get there. And for every student, it looks different. And that's why I think teachers need permission. You know, if I'm teaching a class of students who are really, I, I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm just making stuff up as I go. No, I think that's good. That sounds great. Keep going. <laughs> I just think that we just, I think teachers are so exhausted yeah. because it's harder than it's ever been. And they don't have, they don't have, okay, so. Here's the analogy that I've been using. So years ago, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to watch the Cosby show all the time, which, you know, I'm sure is not even in syndication anymore because of all the criminal activity that is there. But anyway, um, and in in one episode, this is totally going off track, but on one episode. Segways are good. The daughter, Vanessa, comes home with a boyfriend that she now is, I now keep in mind my memory bank's going back to like 1986 so let's hope I can remember but she's either engaged to him or she's been dating or she wants to get engaged to him I don't I think she's engaged but she brings him home and the family has not met him at all and he actually works as a custodian at the college that Vanessa goes to okay yes I remember this and so she brings him home and obviously her parents are not happy yeah And she, you know, of course is all upset. And she was like, just because, you know, oh, he's not a doctor. He's not a lawyer. He's not good enough for you because he's a custodian. And her dad, you know, who's a physician on the show comes back with, and he says, you know, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, you know, he, he basically says like you served a five course, uh, five-star meal, right? This amazing meal, but you served it to us on a garbage can lid. And so what he's saying is, is you could have brought home the most amazing human being in the world, but because you were, you hit him and you were being secretive and you, right. You, you, the way you presented him, right. was kind of dishonest or whatever. Right. But basically the way you presented it is it doesn't matter who he is. It's never going to be palatable, right. They're never going to want. Right. And so I think that that's what's happening right now in education is that the district leadership is scrambling and in all fairness, in all fairness, there is not a district in our area that has administrators or people that are working in district leadership who have ever taught in a pandemic because it just happened. Yeah. So they're trying to do it through a different lens. They're doing it through the lens of when they were in the classroom. They are. Yeah. And, and that's through no, no fault of their own, but they don't, they don't know, right? Like the people that are doing the work right now aren't, aren't making district decisions. And maybe they are trying to put themselves into their teacher's shoes you know I think I mean? they are. I think they, they are. But at the end of the day, fit, yeah. it, it's just different. It's just different. It's just different. So, but, so all of these ideas that are coming from them, yeah. right. Whether it's new curriculum or new, a textbook adoption or whatever it is that they're 
you know, folding out to teachers, they're basically, it doesn't matter how great that curriculum is or how great that initiative is, it's coming to teachers and it's coming to them on a garbage can lid. Because Because, of everything going on. Because they don't have the time or the capacity. And so instead of... Well, because of the... Sign of the times. Right. So instead of yeah. instead of slowing things down yep. and saying to teachers, normally you have 10 things on your plate. This year you have five. This is all you got to worry about. Y- yes, this is important and this is important. It's, it's all important. Yeah. But we have to take a time out. Yeah. And we're going to slowly start introducing these things because, yes, our kids need social emotional learning right now. Yes, our kids need culturally responsive education right now. Yes, our kids need new differentiation strategies. They need new technology integration. Yeah. They need all of those things, right? Yeah. But when you try to put them all on the teacher at one time, it doesn't matter how great that program is. It's never going to be implemented. Yeah. So instead, we have to be creative, I think, and slow down. And find new and different ways to introduce things and not just serve it to teachers on a garbage can lid. Yeah. (laughs) But that, how do you do that then? I don't know. Do you spruce up the garbage can lid? Add some pom-poms to it, make it presentable? No. I think you have to, (laughs) I think you have to give teachers permission to say, this is too much. Yeah. I'm going to focus on these essential standards. I'm going to use technology to my advantage you know, I'm going to um, well, and that's, forget the little stuff. I have to right now. Yeah. Because a lot of that work is already embedded in what you're doing. It's all, it all goes back to good teaching. And you shouldn't, I, this is just my, my, my PSA to teachers is please don't divest from the tech piece. I know a lot of teachers think, oh, we were, they were on remote, you know, Zoom and everything was on the iPad or the Chromebook or laptop or right, whatever. Screen time, screen time. And, you know. I've heard, you know, the, the notion that, oh, we're not going to focus on that because they got so much of it last, last year. And I'm going, but that is a powerful engagement tool. If you use it correctly, you not don't have to, to use it the entire school day, but right, use but it. It is. Well, it's also, it's a great teaching tool yeah. because it's going to make your life easier. Use that technology to your advantage. Yeah. You know, recording lesson may seem like it's a big deal, but pushing record. And then you have that, like you were saying earlier in the show, you have a bank of videos. That's powerful yeah. for reteaching, for enrichment, you know, um, using tools like, you know, learning management systems like Seesaw or Canvas to, you know, do the speed grader, like use technology, like harness its power. And find ways to make your, you know, life a little bit easier. I mean, taking just the idea of being able to use, you know, say uh, an app on the iPad in which you are illustrating and showing a, a concept, right? And then putting that into a wee video that you add a few more bells and whistles to and then putting that in your drive for a kid to use at a future Right. And so time to right. review or, just, you know, it, that's powerful. And when you're doing it, it seems like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. But in the long run, it's going to save the you time. End, the, on the, fr- the back end, it's a ton of work, but the on the front side, it's awesome right. for the kids. And then you have it for years. Yes. And you can, ad- you can adapt it if you need to. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think, that's I think one that's thing one strategy. Say. Yeah. It, and then it puts, it, it brings up that engagement piece for the kid, maybe actually kind of takes their mind off of what's going on at home. And, you know, it lets them have fun, you know, work in an app, be, be a creator, not a consumer. Right. So I don't know. It just, 
I think that's huge right now too. I mean, we could do a whole episode on that because right now all our kids but are doing are, is consuming. It's consuming, yeah. And that's all they have yeah. been doing. And so we do need to, we need, we need to work really hard to shift back to that idea that you are a creator and not just a consumer. And using that laptop or iPad allows them to be a creator. If, if the teacher is willing to give up some of that control, locus of control, and then put it back on the kids. Yeah. You know, because when you, but you that know, takes time, as you know, it does. It takes time, and again, it's it's a balance because if with the current situation, the landscape the way it is, I'm sure you teachers are probably pooped. You know, well, and I think too, just and, you know, to kind of close out the show, I think too, the other thing to remember is is reach out to your colleagues. Oh I know yeah. for me, like, you know, I'm as a librarian, I'm there to co-teach. I'm there to collaborate. I'm yeah. there to help ease your load, whether it's coming in and let me teach the tech tool. Let me teach mm-hmm. how to use WeVideo or coming to me and saying, I want my kids to do this project and I don't know where to get started. I know that um, librarians everywhere are, are out there and are ready to help teachers. I know that specialists like you um, also like harness the power and the energy yeah. in your building and don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to say, I need help. It's everyone is overwhelmed, but, but we all can work together to help each other out. And um, that's what we're here for. Is and, ten, and then also take time to recharge your own battery, you know, do what you like. Do go out and have a drink with a colleague or a friend, and you know, go yeah. on a mini vacay somewhere. I you just gotta. I I have been doing that a lot. Just kind of trying to when I leave work, focus leave on work. family, focus on you know me stuff I enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's hard. And I know that teachers are, are struggling because there's a sub shortage, and so yeah. teachers feel bad being gone because they feel like they're putting. You know, they, it's funny if you're on Twitter, you'll see like some teachers are like, you know, or some administrators are like, you know, take the time. Like, like you're saying, like, take a day, take a mental health day and, and, yeah. and recharge your batteries and get some exercise and, you know, do what you need to do. But at the same time, their, their colleagues are like, oh my gosh, we're short five subs and all of us had to cover again. And so then you have this hard decision as a teacher, like, do I take the day off and you have some tomorrow? You have resentment maybe. Because, right. Yeah. I, you know, this year I have been sub subbing, uh, three, four times. No, three, sorry. But I, I have just a different outlook on it now. I will readily admit that the prior years when I got pulled to sub, yeah, it was a kind of a pain that took us to have right. to adjust your plans, adjust your whole day and cancel whoever was coming into the, into the maker space. But now I just, it's a, I understand it is a team effort and I got to, yeah. if I'm asked, I'll do it. And it also gives me, like you said earlier, the opportunity to go in and connect with kids that I only see once a month. You know, yeah, and as a high school librarian, it's huge for me because I, there's kids I never see because they don't come to library. Yeah. So I'm kind of like that annoying lady in the back of the room that's like, "Hey, remember me? <laughs> I'm your local librarian. Come and see me. Yeah, I've got great books. You know, yeah. like I can almost like sneak in there and, you know, advertise new things in the library or events that are happening in the library without because you know I've got a uh, captive audience. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, being such an optimist i'm oh i'm hoping for the best i'm hoping we'll we'll we will come out of this we will but but i think soon, we have hopefully. to push we have to push for creative <laughs> put, yeah creative innovative innovative solutions that are disruptive i think that we need we need brave leaders we need, we need brave 
leaders, servant leaders who are willing to listen and then the, go, you know what? Let's, let's, let's try go. It. Let's yes. try that. Let's, let's workshop this. And let's, people may say bad things about us, but we're going to try it because we, yeah. Ha- yeah, yeah, we need it. We need it. All right. Well, that I think, is that going to wrap up our first show? It is. Thanks All for right. listening. Awesome. So yeah. Hey, just really quickly, uh, you will be able to find us um, on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, possibly. We've got a Facebook page, a Talks Facebook Too Much page. in Class podcast. Yeah, we might get we might get adventurous and, you know, drop a Twitter account or Instagram. I don't know why, but. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Take care and we'll talk to you later.